Welcome to the Dinero Twins podcast number 19, where we're going to be talking about NFTs and how they work. We have a special guest speaker today, and I definitely, definitely am super excited for this conversation. So stay tuned. Hi, guys. Yes. Hi, twin. Yes. So today we have a very special guest, a returning guest of ours. He's one of our elites. Um, today, Ariel Morel, a serial entrepreneur slash educator, master coach. I mean, there's so many titles I can use for you because you do, you do so many great things. But yeah. today we're going to talk about NFTs. So how are you, Ariel? I'm doing fantastic. How, how are you doing? We're good. We're good. Happy yes, to be yes. here. We yeah, are so, excited. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, twin, take it away. Um... So for the first question that we have for you, Ariel, is what's an NFT? Uh, so NFT, uh, I mean, probably a lot of people have Googled it, but uh, it stands for non-fungible token. But mm-hmm. I, I like to explain it a little, a little bit different. I don't know why they chose those words, because as soon as you hear fungible and token, yeah. I, I mean, I, you barely use those words. Right, like, like, like what is that? <laughs> right. So a better way to put it is like, call it a non-replaceable item, right? So for example, uh, it's something that you can uh, con- connect to a digital wallet and then it could be verified on the blockchain. But to make it a, a little bit more simple, I guess like the best example I, I use with people, and by the way, like the, uh, the technology, the, the way that you see the, the technology being used right now is, is, is very primitive. Meaning that uh, the only thing that they could use it for right now as it's evolving is to confirm uh, articles that are co- collectibles. And okay. then uh, now it becomes a gambling system. But like to make it a little bit better, uh, so a uh, non-replaceable item or non-fungible token, you know, uh, a dollar is replaceable. There's, uh, there's been a lot of dollars in the world. Now the Mona Lisa is not replaceable. That's one-on-one. Yes. Now the beauty about NFTs is that on the, on the uh, real world, like I call it the real world, not the metaverse and all that stuff, you can, uh, you can verify, is, uh, to verify that the Mona Lisa is the original, you have to bring an expert, analyze where it came from, track a paperwork, a whole bunch of stuff. Versus when uh, when you implement an NFT technology, you can automatically identify who owns that piece of a one on one item uh, uh, in the blockchain. It can be verified. Like with your digital wallet, how is it verified? Because a lot of people always ask that question. You literally connect your digital wallet that you only have access to that wallet uh, to what is called either a digital ledger, which is a USB. Okay. Uh, that, that's how you should have it connected to your digital wallet or uh, what you see phrase, which, which is just like your, your password, which could be 12 to 24 words. And by just connecting that, uh, your digital wallet to a website or an application, now you can verify that you that the owner one-on-one of that specific item. Mm-hmm. And that will be connected to real life assets, like uh, real estate, like the, the first piece of NFT real estate sold like about a month ago. Uh, and it's gonna keep evolving, you know, with, with sneakers, uh, getting access to events, uh, you know, uh, private events, um, you know, uh, uh, the, all the clothes that people buy that are unique and then that they overpay all that stuff you're automatically going to be able to show that, hey, these Jordans that you see right here, they're original. They could be confirmed on the, on the blockchain. So wow. that makes sense. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> that's like, yeah, because so it applies to just about anything, not just. Exactly, anything. And, and again, like the technology is so early right now. Like uh, you hear Gary Vee and a lot of other people say, like, you know, that's why everybody keeps saying it's so early. Like this is right. basically like the internet in the late 90s, early 2000s. 
You know, like any yeah. like anybody that gets into the business and a lot of companies are trying to get into it right now. They're actually getting in like all the major brands that you know, they're all working with companies behind the scenes to bring some sort of uh, what is called a Web3, uh, uh, to get into, into Web3, which is the next phase of the internet. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, this, this stuff is like you have to t- take it in like a little bit at a time and like, right? Like put the puzzle together in your head to kind of understand it better. Because like you said, they use a lot of terms that we normally don't use in everyday language. So yeah, yeah. I think they're trying so- to confuse us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the beginning is, uh, you know, like I've been following NFTs for probably like a, a year and a half now. I've been investing heavily into them for like the last seven to eight months because it, it still took me a while. You know, like I understood the concept, it could be verified. But once you actually uh, invest in your first one, you kind of, uh, the pieces start coming together. Because at the beginning, I'm like, how can you verify this one on one? And it's like, okay, like I get my digital wallet connected to my website. And then like I'm, I'm the only person that has access to that wallet. That's like your online bank account. And then I, oh, cool, like not, I'm the owner one one of this specific item, like nobody else could buy it. But again, like the technology is just so early that like the, the only use that it could find right away that became popular is with digital art and collectibles, which is a you know, multi-billion dollar industry. Like, you know, the people buying the Pokemon cards, uh, collecting the coins, like that. That, that was the most, uh, the fastest use that people could, could implement. And then also it kind of became a gambling system. But then now you have companies like, um, Adidas, they they uh, they bought an NFT studio. They launched their own NFT in last November, and for example, like you you, you like Yeezys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Yeezys too, right? So you know, <laughs> you do the raffle, you're not gonna win it, right? It's like all the bots they go in the website and they take over the and buy the sneakers, and then you have to buy on the second as a secondary market at a higher price because uh, it's a it's a limited collection, and then you couldn't get the original uh, price of two hundred fifty dollars, one hundred fifty dollars. So now you gotta go to StockX and buy for a thousand dollars. It's literally almost the same concept, but now with, uh, you know, with digital art. But where Adidas took it a step further, now they give you access to uh, automatically win three raffles this year. So you don't have, if you hold the NFT, you can literally just go and uh, you guarantee access to, to buy a specific limited piece of uh, digital, uh, real life clothing that you could buy. So, I mean, that's kind of like just a, a little bit of the area that, uh, that this technology solves and makes easier. Wow. And, um... You probably got into this when you were answering the first question, Adiyah, but what exactly do you get with an NFT, right? Like, what are, what is like probably the simplified form that if you're explaining it to like a, a, a let's say a fifth grader, they'll be able to say, okay, this is, this is what I get. This is why I should invest in it. Yeah, right. So uh, it, it, it depends because there's just so many uses, but um, uh, I'll probably get to the five year uh, later where I'm going to get to you ladies first because uh, let's talk about real estate. Right, I know, I know you, 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 uh, you ladies love real estate, right? So um, when the first piece of uh, real estate sold as an NFT, uh, a lot of people are saying like, what, what's the benefit? If you go right. to a traditional, uh, you buy a house, you know it, it could take like uh, weeks, if not months for everything to be done, for the loan to process, for you to get the paperwork. Now, uh, thanks to NFT technology, you can buy a house and within minutes, you immediately get ownership of that asset, in minutes. Wow. Like, so in minutes, you pay cash, right? And then the beautiful part about it, you pay cash right after you can take a loan against your, uh, your, your asset, like in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Like, while well, before the same process would take uh, one to three months. So now you can immediately like verify, I'm the owner of this house. Obviously you're not gonna get the keys that as soon as you buy it, you're gonna have yeah. to go to the office and still sign some real life paperwork. But on paper, right away within minutes, you can get Im- uh, immediate ownership. 
Wow. And, all, and all, this, all of this is done through what is called smart contract, which is just a whole bunch of code that says, like, if you send this amount of uh, Ethereum or uh, this cryptocurrency, we're going to send you this bag this, that, um, that is connected to a real-life real asset. And it must be held on, a, on an LLC because uh, right now cryptocurrency is recognized as a legal tender and a balance sheet for when it's held in a company. At the okay. personal level, it, it can be done. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that's for, like, a five-year-old. But... Um, <laughs> It was frost. It was frost. We will take it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I wanted to get into what makes the NFT valuable. So obviously if it's linked to a piece of real estate, we know that there's a physical asset, right? The physical asset gives it value. But let's say that it's like the art world, right? I know that you're heavily involved with like trading P um, JPEGs, right? Images mm -hmm. yeah. and things like that. So what makes a JPEG, let's say, valuable what gives it value is it the demand for that specific type of art or just explain it to us so we can understand how that side of it yeah it's a lot of things but the number one thing is all about the utility what do i get in exchange for holding that nft for example um have you heard about fortnite that the game that everybody was playing yeah, of for course. Like yeah, three yeah. years mm -hmm. um and then you heard of the kids asking for the month credit card to buy a whole bunch of skins yeah yes. Yeah, so maybe this will be for the five-year-old. So imagine now that you can uh, buy a skin for your character in, in, a, you know, in the game. And let's say you don't like the skin anymore, you could sell it. You could resell it and then get your money back, right? So that, a lot, a lot of companies right now are basically implementing this, this type of games that are called, are called play, to, uh, play to Earn, on which mm -hmm. you basically go ahead, you start playing the game, uh, some people are, are spending real life money to buy skins, to buy weapons and the whole nine, and they're being sold as NFTs. So if you buy the NFT early, and then maybe there's only like a thousand uh, guns on, on the game, and then you have somebody else that wants to get that gun, but they didn't buy, they were not one of the first ones to buy the NFT, I might, they might pay more. So now the value of the NFT goes up. So that, I mean, that, that's just one example, you know, of the utility. Also the digital scarcity. Knowing that it might be only five thousand items or three thousand collectible items, one on one, so you have that this scarcity plus the real life utility. Oh, like you know what? You hold this NFT now, you might be able to go to Coachella, like Coachella launched your own NFT mm. that mm -hmm. gives you lifetime access. So for me as an investor, I might spend five ten thousand dollars on the NFT, and then if you wanna in the future, if I wanna sell it, I could do that, or I could I, I could keep using it, and like two years later, you know what? Like I really want a lifetime pass. Uh, I bought it for ten thousand. Now you, you really want the pass. Like, you know what? I'm going to give him 20,000. And, mm. you know, you can send somebody an offer and I'm looking, okay, like, uh, you know what? Like, I just doubled my money, so I might just sell it. <laughs> so wow. the, the, the scarcity and also uh, adding the real-life utility, that's what uh, adds value to the NFT. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so the, the, limited, the limited inventory, the controlled inventory, right? Exactly. And then the, the demand that comes with whatever the item yeah. is. Yeah, that and uh, let me give you another example too, like especially in, you know, not feeling the education field where like coaching people, helping them, you know, with uh, financial literacy. Let's say like uh, I'm selling a course, right? Uh, I'm planning on doing this uh, later in the year. So I'm selling, a, a, I don't know, like I might say, you know, I'm going to open a thousand spots. I'm going to coach a thousand people. Uh, I'm going to teach them how to start their own tax strategy business. So small business consulting. They buy my course for a thousand dollars. If they hold the NFT, I'm also going to be throwing one event towards it uh, in the year, right? And if you hold it, the NFT, you can go in for free, right? So I'm adding a lot of value for, to that specific uh, NFT. So you go and take the course, 
Um, but now you see value attending the events, you got so much value. Like, you know, your life might have changed. You actually executed on the information. And, but I'm only doing a thousand. And if you're not in that thousand group that owns the NFT, like you're not gonna get access to my event. You're not gonna get access to my course. And now the word spreading, oh my God, like this, this is really good. Um, what happens, people from the outside, they wanna go to the event, but they can't. So they will have to buy the NFT. And then now, you know what? Like I bought it for a thousand, but I'll be willing to sell it for 5,000. So for now, for, for, for you as a consumer that you bought that, that course and you want to access to, to, to the real life event, now it, it even has more value because I could take the course, go to one event, get, the, get my value, then I could sell it and get my money back. For me as the, as the uh, creator of the NFT, okay, like uh, people are saying, oh, like what about the next customer? So you get a, a royalties every time I, the NFT sells. You know, you could sell like a 5, 10%, 20%, that part is up to you. So in that, that part, I keep a customer happy. There's no need for a charge, but even you don't like the, the Porsche, I'm not gonna take it, sell it, get your money back. And now right. also the price goes up because more people wanna get in, but it's only a thousand people. You wanna be part, make an offer to somebody. And now like the price keeps going up and up because people don't wanna sell, people want access to that NFT and the utility that it brings and the value keeps going up. Yeah, that's gonna change a lot of industries. Oh, yeah, they're gonna change changing. the world. I mean, from just, I just thought about like concert tickets, like Bad Bunny and all these concerts that, Oh, and know, Bad Bunny drops an NFT. <laughs> you know, like just artists in, 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 it's artists really like, you know, trying to go get into an event that they host or even, you know, the, the regular influencer that's trying to like gather people in a room. I mean, it's going to be life-changing. I, I never really thought about that little piece of it. So that's great. Yeah, like if, even with the Super Bowl, there was a company that uh, they're an event planning company. They launched an NFT. Only a hundred tickets for like uh, six, I think like almost ten to twenty thousand dollars. Out different packages and different NFTs, and the NFT will give you access to a, a Super Bowl private party, a suite, and on top of that, you know, like the you already know anybody that invested that money to get into the Super Bowl party also has money. So now it gives you an opportunity to network with other individuals. So and they they sold out. They make a thing like one point three million dollars. That company. Wow, sanity! <laughs> Wild, seriously. That's, that's um, the same the money is on this on this on this industry. Now, I do have a question about that, Ariel, because I mean, originally my question um, was going to be why are NFT sellings in the millions, but we kind of already determined that because of supply and demand. Now, is the supply and demand, or in this case, the supply, is that something that's dictated by like what it? entails to actually create an nft or do they just decide you know what i'm only going to make 500 of these nfts and they just set that amount do you know what determines that uh that depends on the founders right like it depends how much money they're trying to uh, uh crowdfund because it's kind of like a like like a kickstarter let's say you're a company and you want to launch a new product like you know what? i'm going to be offering uh, a shirts so instead of me going going to get along i could tell you know what like i'm going to release uh, a thousand shirts because and I need a million dollars, I'm gonna sell it like a specific amount of Ethereum that equates to that million dollars if it sells out. And, and then, you know, now you don't have to go to the bank, but then for me, like for a company, like that's, that's the, the budget that I set up for that. So the beautiful part about also if you're a company doing that, again, you don't need to go get a loan. Like you could have your customers and your fans, like basically take care of that for you. You, you provide a lot of value back, like something that, you know, they can make money back somehow, or maybe they just want the shirt, provide a great quality shirt. And then now you don't have to even get involved with the bank. You can get those phones like in minutes. You know, right. the project sells out like in minutes, sometimes an hour. Like I'm talking about like companies, like a company that they made like $70 million in a day. The first, and then, yeah, it's just crazy. And that's entirely cutting out the middleman, in other words. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. This is so revolutionary. 
a people's uh, business. Yeah, it's for the for people. For the people, by the people. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. Like, if, if you have an audience in 2022, um, and you know you have a good product that you can sell your customers, so you're looking to launch a product, but you're having issues with you know having fun, and you have a, a loyal uh, a fan base or audience. You could launch a product as an NFT and make it in a way that you know this they, they still they get a lot of value based on whatever it is that's that utility that's connected to that NFT. So you're rewarding your fans, and then your fans are rewarding you right away, like they're supporting you at the same time. So you have an audience like and you are selling a product, like you somehow connect NFT technology, you are gonna make a lot of money and you're also gonna have a lot of happy clients as long as the utility uh, is delivered properly, it's communicated the way that, that it's supposed to be, then, you know, so you don't scam your, your audience because some okay. people will do that, but. Okay, so listen, now that I think uh, NFTs are here to stay, because that's something that a lot of people are like, is this like temporary? Is this a phase? Like, you know, is it going to get regulated at some point? What's your thought on that? What's your thought on like, you know, of course, big, big government and, you know, all those agencies are going to want to put their hands in it at some point. Um, but right now, is it being regulated and or is there a way to report your earnings made through NFT sales? Uh, there's no regulation right now. Uh, okay. There's some guidance from the government. They have been trying to figure out how to tax uh, cryptocurrencies since 2014. So, you know, they have released a lot of publications since then. They just uh, signed an executive order the other, the other day, uh, and, you know, kind of like a guidance like you should re uh, report, uh, you know, just being ethical. But this is the, this is the truth about it. Uh, the whole world of cryptocurrency was built on, on what is called decentralization. When you just like you said, when you call in the middleman, you know, when you call, call like a big a government or financial institution from having controlling the money uh, and being the middleman. Like for example, like if I send you a wire, uh, depending on the type of account that I have or you have, uh, that wire, the bank is the money in seconds, if not minutes. Now mm -hmm. you might have access to that money for a couple of business days. Right. And, you know, and the truth is that the bank is going to take that money. They're going to reinvest it overnight. They're going to provide loans in the whole night. They only need to keep 10 percent of the amount of money they're lending uh, mm -hmm. on their balance sheet. So they're making money with your money and they're holding it. And then you're being inconvenienced because it was a weekend because uh, they just decided, you know what, for security purposes, there's nothing you could do. I know it's too good for the banks, uh, you know, at a very high level. So um, that cryptocurrency like resolves that issue, making everything decentralized, putting down the middleman and kind of like putting back the control back to the people. So you have a two types of wallets. You have a decentralized wallet and one that's centralized. If it's centralized, it means that they're reporting uh, that the activity on that wallet to the government and they're getting your KYC, your uh, know your customer, which is just your, 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 uh, your IDs and all that stuff. On a decentralized wallet, you can literally just download it to your computer, open it, create it, that's it. You don't have to add any ID. Nobody knows who owns the wallet besides oh. the number. But that, that also that number is, is public on what is called the blockchain. So it's, it's like an online digital ledger that all the transactions are there basically, right? So um, the government right now basically wants you to report, like, hey, like I, I bought this NFT, sold and made money. Uh, the, uh, the price of that cryptocurrency, Ethereum, Solana, whatever platform you use was this amount. And, you know, you get taxed based on the cost basis, but I'm not going to get into it as yeah, much. Yeah. So, but right now, the truth of the matter is, 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 is optional. Like okay, if you I have a centralized you. wallet, uh, you know, there's no way the government can know. But at the same time, I will always recommend to report your gains. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get in trouble because one way or another, they might find out in the future. I don't know. I don't mess with the, with the Uncle yeah. Sam. That's I right. go people on how to benefit from what they say, uh, what, what the guidance that they have. But it's, it's not really regulated right now. Okay. Like you but said, it's, yeah, it's, it's just... Fine. 
It will, it, pro- it will be for sure. And, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, it's early in the game. So folks definitely need to just keep learning about this whole thing, this whole mm-hmm. world, right? And just figuring out how they can create like that product that you mentioned or that, e- or that exclusivity of, of, uh, of a thing that they can market yeah. and sell and, and get royalties back on. 100%. Yeah. Wow. So I, I really feel like this has been extremely informative and it's just adding on to the level of understanding because I think NFT is still very new to people and they're trying to grasp exactly what it is. Right. But I know you mentioned like so many industries, so many companies that are, you know, already revolutionizing the, the NFT world or, you know, picking up on it. What are the two biggest industries on you, in your opinion, Ariel, um, that will be impacted the most by the use of NFTs? Well, right now, the, the music industry is, uh, is the first one that comes to my mind. Like, uh, you know, right now, you're an artist. You have to sign with a label. Uh, they get most of your royalties. They control the money. What a lot of artists are doing, I think uh, uh, Tory Lanez did this, and he made, uh, I forgot how much money, maybe like $15, $20 million or something like that. Now, uh, your fans are buying the album directly from you as an NFT. They, own a fra- they have fractional ownership of that album. And then whatever royalties that, that makes, that, that part of that money gets sent back to the, to the NFT holders. Wow. So now you're giving back the power to the artists um, and you give them a chance to create, if they actually have an audience and people really like their music, their fans can support them directly without getting a, a, a you know, like a digital recording agency involved. So that's a huge industry that's been disrupted. Uh, I, I think that the financial services industry is, is already getting disrupted. Like uh, with the first piece of real estate, just imagine mm-hmm. that, like if you have the cash or even you get a loan on the side and then to buy a house cash, you can have ownership of that house within minutes. All that paperwork, the title, all that stuff, all, 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 all that is transferred to you within minutes. While before it would take a couple of weeks, it would take a month or two months. So, and, and you, you know already, like I know you, you have bought a couple of houses that, uh, that's why I think top five most stressful things you could do yeah. here in the United States. It's, it's stressful getting all that paperwork. Now you just like, click, buy, oh, I want a house. Right. Oh, you want a loan? Click, click, click. Like you get along against a property, same day. Yeah, and this is going to be life-changing for investors that rehab, that fix and flip, because it's going to cut down on their time of acquisition, right? They're going to have the cash ready, they're going to buy it, and then within minutes, within a day or two, they can start, you know, the process of getting it ready for rehab. That's going to be tremendous for the industry, for sure. 100%. I mean, uh, literally, and that just happened the first time in Tampa, I think it sold for $650,000. The first property here in, in Tampa, Florida, because uh, the governor uh, here in Florida, they, it's really cryptocurrency friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. So he bought a digital property is what you're saying? No, it's a, a real, like an actual house. Somebody sold their house as an NFT that instead of having going through the bank and going through a middleman, they literally just went on a website. They had the money on their digital wallet. They clicked, purchase, that's it. Oh. The contract to the ownership of the property was purchased the contract to own that property it was under an llc so now they have legal ownership of the physical asset yeah okay yeah, okay to break, to break down probably a little bit better so the the llc was the actual owner of the of the property then because the nft was being held on the on the balance sheet of that llc uh a smart contract is con- is connected to the blockchain saying this nft holds uh the, the utility is specifically the this piece of real estate this real real piece of real estate right and then because uh why is on the nllc because uh right now the personal level i think only in arizona and, and maybe vermont are the only places that they recognize 
a cryptocurrency as, as a legal tender at the personal level, but as an LLC, it's recognizing in all states. So uh, by law, I mean, because it, it was just all a legal issue. Like, okay, you, you buy an NFT, how can I sue you? You don't deliver my, my, my piece of real estate. If it's under an LLC, it's recognized uh, as legal tender, like it's an actual asset. So you can, the smart contract is held, um, uh, it, could be, it could be put in court, like uh, for you to sue somebody, they don't deliver on the house. So that, that, that was a big change that happened. Protects, yeah, it protects the, the transaction to have exactly. it in LLC, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. This stuff is gonna be, ooh. <laughs> it's only the beginning guys this is gonna exactly. be so intriguing to me i just want to keep learning more like i don't want this conversation to end. <laughs> well I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something it's like uh you know for the people listening whoever like takes this information you know it, it could literally change your life because um uh you know they call all this like web3 and uh um, i could talk about that later but uh anybody starts creating uh anything related to to you know to the blockchain and web3 you you start building let's say you wanted to uh uh you become the service provider for uh, people that are utilizing this technology. For example, right now, like something that even an idea that I even think about, but um, I don't know if I'm going to implement it. That's what I'm going to say. If somebody wants to do it, go ahead. Let's say uh, you create a QuickBooks for uh, for NFTs and trading cryptocurrency. Because right now, it's a huge issue that people have. Like, how, how are we getting in touch? Nobody knows. How can you track, keep track of all the transactions? What's going on? You create that software, boom, you probably make a billion dollars. So whoever becomes a service provider, like, you know, let's say you want to uh, learn about NFTs, you want to, uh, you learn how to create a project. Now you're going to have so many other companies that want to get into the game that they just don't know how, and you, you already, you know, so, oh, my bad. And, and you already know how to do it. Now you create an, an agency and you charge, you know, we already have all the people, I don't know, $20,000, $30,000. So your company can make a million dollars or maybe one percentage of the uh, sale price. So if you start creating and you start providing services, Web3 related, uh, you're going you're gonna to become a millionaire. Yeah, this is huge like, for I anyone that's, that's technology um, driven. But like you said, it, it's going to create other, in, other industries, other types of businesses, because it's mm -hmm. going to require so much, right? Because it's a whole new thing evolving. So as it evolves, people are going to have different needs with it, right? I'm gonna, I want to learn how to use it. I want to learn how to keep track of it. I want to learn how to keep things in order like quickbooks like one of those programs so it's, it's gonna create so much potential that yeah. and social media like i mean there's a yeah. company right now that instead of uh people giving you likes and double tapping your content when you double tap you send that person like uh, you send that person money it might be a couple cents but now imagine you get 100 likes you might make three dollars on a post five dollars who knows so now because wow. uh, it, it removes What's all the that <laughs> i don't remember right now <laughs> I don't remember right now. I think it's still being developed, but like I know, I, I think it's either already out there. So I didn't come prepared like to provide that info. But uh, but yeah, like the, basically, you 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 create great content, you get money back. Like people, oh, you know what? I really like this. Let me send like uh, ten five cents, ten cents, and then now you're making money directly from the consumer, removing the middleman, and now you don't see all those advertisements because that's the thing. Like uh, people don't like ads anymore. Yeah. Right, right. Wow. I mean, Ariel, thank you so much. I feel like you added so much value during this call. And if anybody watching, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do so. Ariel, how can people learn more about NFTs? How can they get in contact with you? What do you have? What do you have for them? Um, they could probably follow my page uh, at Bonnie Morel. Um, I do have, I do digital education. I wasn't planning on doing an NFT course. I think last time we talked about it, but uh, here's the truth of the matter. Uh, it's a very complicated um, industry to getting at the beginning to understand it. So there's a lot of scams. I personally, when I first started getting into it, you know, I, I lost a lot of money. I lost like six, $7,000. Uh, 
Like, I, you know, I got scammed. First time I have, I have ever gotten scammed online, but that's how good these people are because there's anonymity. So I, I said, you know what? If, if I lost that amount of money, which I'm super careful and I'm, I'm you know, really good with computers and all that stuff, uh, what about uh, the other people that this becomes really complicated? So I said, you know what? Let me just create a course to help people out, to invest, make money. I mean, at uh, one point, I think when I was actively investing, I was making like, like anywhere between three to $7,000 a week as a hobby. You know, and then I say, you know what, like, I, I want people to get this information and so they can start making money. And also, uh, if they decide to, to get in, they don't have to lose money because in that world, the NFT world, they, uh, when you look, get scammed the first time, they call it the, the, uh, your, your entry point. That's how you wow. get into the, okay, now, now you're, you're an actual investor, which is messed up, but it's, it's just not a lot of education on, on how to do everything properly. So I do have some information to help people out. Wow. Well, you heard it here first. Um, you know, we definitely want to make sure that we go check out Adia's course because you don't want to. I feel like when I think about um, what you just mentioned, I think about it like the initiation of like getting into sorority. You know, you have to like go through <laughs> all these things. It's like getting into NFTs. We don't want that to be a norm, though, right? The norm should not be, oh, you have to get scammed to learn how to do something, right? Um, it's so like why not learn from somebody who's done it? <laughs> Yeah, like pledging in the front. Yeah, I'm in a frat too, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Ariel. Honestly, oh. so yes, much Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, this was a great conversation. It's always nice to have you on. So Ariel was on with us on episode 12, which where we, you talked about tax strategy. So for those of you guys listening, if you love this conversation, go back to episode 12. Ariel, we want to thank you again for being here. Um, you know, we're going to have you back again. I hope you, you know, don't ignore our phone calls when we call you because we're going <laughs> to pull you never. back in. We're, we're cousins, remember? Yeah. That's why we're cousins. <laughs> All right, me. guys. Well, till the next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Ariel. Thank you so much. Bye, <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>